And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark, Sheen Washable, New, Chess Pick Souls, Mass Chris Massey, and the Rat of a Red Baron. I don't know you why suck. I was expecting. I don't know why I was expecting something else there. Hello, I, tell you, I forgot that we're not live anymore, and I was waiting for the theme song to play, and I almost started do, humming it, do, and then do, Paul started do, talking. Do, do. <laughs> Kendall, you're not, a, you're not a cold pizza anymore? Oh, and frozen pizza. I totally forgot. Fucked it up already. Yeah, the right of a Red nah. Baron, who's also a frozen pizza. My apologies. Nah, you fucked it up. Nope, 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 nah. nope. Max, what were you talking about? What do you mean? You said you were expecting something else. I don't know. I... <laughs> For whatever reason, I was expecting something after you that wasn't me, but I was, it was supposed to be me. That's why, that's why I sounded so confused when I said my name. We're good at this, and we've been doing it for a long time. Uh, we're the fucking best. If you haven't turned us off after a minute and ten minutes, thank you. Stick around for 50 more minutes of bad. <laughs> And oh. it's a lot more than that. <laughs> I'm drinking a good old bush. From the Christmas collection. Who's Christmas collection? Paul's Christmas gift to me collection. Okay. I'm drinking two roads, two juicy. Nice. Thank you, Paul. Welcome. From the See, Riddler collection. See, kind of, I thank people when they get me stuff. <sighs> this is so funny. From the Riddler <laughs> collection, of which I have been very grateful for many, many years. Um, the from Mayflower Brewing Company, a limited edition Stanish Imperial Stout. Danish Stout. Stanish Imperial Stout. You said Danish. If I did, I apologize. I thought I said Standish. You did. But I don't want to second guess I have a water. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not a special enough occasion. Jerk. Yeah. I watched this guy drink again. Right? I, uh, I I violated dry January. I got to make up a day. No, I would just. Why did you violate it? So, um, actually happened twice. <laughs> I um, think I think the only logical answer is that you're not allowed to drink during the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I think I have an alternative. But, uh, no, it, it was two things. Like we had um. You know, Kyle, Kyle's on, but my wife's on. Her, her on verge. Uh, oral services. The dinner that followed, I had a drink at that, and then um, my uncle retired from the air force, 
on Saturday. Saw that. They had a big celebration for him, so I drank at that. Okay. Not acceptable answers, mind you, but okay. So, yeah. I would just abandon it all entirely, you know, get into some hard liquor, just kind of roll with it. <laughs> just get uh, real weird with it. Yeah. Just do dry November. It's last days. Or you could do dry, you know, just, you know, normal weeknights that are like a Tuesday to Thursday. What are you missing? By doing <laughs> but like, think about it. Dry. I mean, dry November. You're just, you just can't drink on Thanksgiving. Big whoop. Anywhere you miss all the playoff games. Well, also, to be honest with you, uh, generally that wasn't really too much of a concern uh, for the last six years. I think I think what we need to do, Kendall, is I think you need to invite everybody over, including Ty and James, but not Mox, so we can just do shots for the Giants game. <laughs> That'd be real fun. You should invite Marissa, though. She's drinking, right? Uh, I mean, yes. She doesn't go. drink much anyway. Toast of excellence? I got one. Go I ahead. have one. Mock, would you like to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I'd like to All go right. first. You want to go first? Did anybody... Yeah, I'm just going to say, if I take it, fuck off. Wow. Uh, my toast my toast of excellence is to DeMar Hamlin for his recovery from his injury on Monday night. Isn't it crazy that that happened live on our show? Like we watched I was like we were watching. Yeah. Well I, I mean me and Massey were watching it. I don't think anybody else was, but we have our live reactions to that. Yeah, it was pretty fucking bananas like watching it happen. Yeah. We got shipped back to Buffalo today, right? He didn't Please. get shipped back, Kyle. He took he, a he fucking He just went flight. back to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I know just, what I'm talking about. I wanted to clarify there's no packing peanuts involved. I'm pretty... DHL showed up sure. like, get in. Pretty sure there's no U.S. priority box big enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very um, funny. My toast is the Giants making the playoffs. Again. I toasted last week, but we found out that they're the only team represented on the show in the playoffs. See that? He just, just wanted to stick yeah. the knife deep into the back. Yeah, that felt good. Hey, is what it is. Giants sucked for a long time. I didn't even want it done. Sorry, sorry. It just came out. Okay, that's fine. Doesn't matter at all. It's, it's a lot better than what people thought they were going to do this year. Um... My toast of excellence is to Joe Mixon. Did any of you guys see this? I don't believe so. so celebration? Yeah. So I thought it was very funny. On Sunday, he scored the first touchdown. His his touchdown celebration was to take a coin out of his left shoe and flip it. Oh, because Which, of what the resulting... Yes. Which I thought was just top-tier level petty, and I was all here for it. So I guess that was a thing from Ocho Cinco. Well, Ocho Cinco did that? Like, no, no, no. He like tweeted out a thing like, "Oh, if y'all still love me, celebrate with a coin flip." <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's because Ocho Cinco did the cell phone thing. He did the cell phone. No, that was Joe Horn. Ocho Cinco did it too. He hit a cell phone underneath the goalpost padding. 
Oh, then Joe Horn was the first that was running. I'm sorry. Who was the one with the Sharpie? Was that Ocho Cinco? No, that was T.O. That was T.O. That's like a favorite of mine. On a a flip note, a complete complete, uh, change of the guard. Not that it was done intentionally, but how about the Steelers with their celebration? I didn't right. see the celebration. Those fucking douchebags. The fucking uh, TJ Watt got a sack and Cam Hayward, like, because uh, TJ Watt was laying on the ground. So Cam Hayward came on and did, like, chest compressions to him. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it was, it clearly wasn't meant to be malicious. Like, it was, like, you know, I've seen them do that before, but just bad timing. <laughs> uh, stay classy, Pittsburgh. Hey, come yeah, on, you're guys. You're celebrating the, the death of Nick Foles. Hey, you didn't know. Oh, okay. He was literally right next to him. <laughs> the first time he didn't know. <laughs> I don't say I, I don't care so much about the angel part. It's more so the Nick Foles being like stretched off the field than him pointing at Nick Foles and doing the going to sleep celebration. That part was bad. Yeah, I defended <laughs> Thibodeau for the first thirty-five minutes of that celebration. That part was not so great. Enjoy that part wasn't good. Your, enjoy your playoff berth. I hope you're just as happy when that guy gets arrested in two years for domestic abuse. <laughs> hey, whatever. I don't think you're going to have the same reaction then. <laughs> And that's just that's just part of being an NFL like defensive end. Imagine like Mock going on records and like, oh, this guy got arrested for domestic abuse. The 2022 playoff berth was worth it. <laughs> he tweets it out. If going to if it means going to the playoffs, give me Greg Hardy. <laughs> I don't want Jesus. That. He wants Greg Hardy. He wants Ray Rice. Give him all. Give him all. No, Ray Rice didn't get a fair shake. <laughs> he like haymakered somebody. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, she might have deserved it. We don't know. Watch the whole video. I have three toasts of excellence, all football related. Okay. One is to Lovey Smith for still looking out for his own. Yeah. You know, knowing he was getting fired. So he said, fuck you to the Texans and blew their chance at the first overall pick. And, like uh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm gonna have a job this year. Well, he knew like they had a they had a meeting earlier in the week, but like details weren't disclosed, so you knew it was we're gonna go in a different direction. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Why an NFL franchise would ever do that is so stupid. Ooh, it's um, the Texans. No, but other NFL franchises have done it too. You know what I mean? Well, yes. It's not like I'm just. But saying, they're like, also probably stupid too. Yeah. Uh, the other one is to. Uh, uh, Mike Tomlin for despite coming up short in the playoff effort, continuing his streak of uh, never never having a losing season after beating the Browns. Sixteen seasons, that's unreal. Guys, the Undertaker of the NFL. <laughs> um, and uh, my last toast of excellence is to this guy named uh, Tony Posnaski for the. The tweet of the year in terms of NFL standards. Uh, I'm not sure. Did any of you guys watch the Packers Lions game? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I watched it. Did you guys see rookie linebacker Quay William or Quay Walker get ejected for pushing one of the uh, yeah yeah. Yes. Uh, So tweeted right after that happened. He tweeted in his spare time, Quay Walker spends his time in the Green Bay community making sure firefighters can't put out fires. It's maybe actually funny. pretty funny. A little fucking hard. Thought that was super funny. That is, that's pretty good. Yeah, that my toast is to Detroit uh, playing spoiler Green Bay. I enjoyed that immensely. 
Well, here's the thing. It's like, I, I know it'll never happen from a money standpoint because there's just too much money in, like, primetime football. But the way the NFL does the last week of football is a complete joke. Um, it, it, it's absolutely bullshit the way that they do it. Um, in terms of? So when the last, the last series of, and Kyle can back it up, the last series of MLB baseball, all the teams are playing at the exact same time, so they don't know what's going on. Oh, gotcha. In the NFL, they try to do it. Like, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Steelers were all playing. But, like, then you had the Seahawks playing, and then because of the Green Bay potential, you put them in the, the Sunday night game. And so Seattle ended up winning, and Detroit now knew they had nothing to play for. And, like, while it's still made for an entertaining game from TV purposes, like, Detroit Detroit knew during warm-ups that, that their season was over. And so, like, Detroit could have, if they chose to, gone out and played with no emphasis, no mojo. I mean, <laughs> I mean the lucky thing from the NFL standpoint is that it, it's always division games, so someone always wants to go out and hurt somebody. But from this, like the Lions could have lost everything. Like they could have went out and played with no motivation at all, and, and Green Bay could have steamrolled them, fucking you know, thirty-two to fucking seven, yeah. and that would have been, that would have been the final primetime game of the season. And it was because the NFL fucked up their scheduling. The NFL was stupid. The NFL, I mean, in part, it was NBC's fault because NBC was like, hey, we don't want Titans Jaguars. But that should have the NFL. Yeah, that should have been the game. That should have been the Sunday night game. Because it was really that determining who gets in. Yeah, it was. It was was the the, the, one and done. It was a solo game. That should have been it. And then like the Saturday night game should have been, or you know what else? Like the Sunday night game should have been Cincinnati and Baltimore. It's a game that like it means something, but it doesn't mean anything to anybody but them. Because like the Ravens were in, yes, they could have flopped spots if the Chargers won or lost, and they won or lost, but it didn't change who was making the playoffs. And then, and then, how how like big would it have been the final game of the season? The Ravens win, and they have to do a coin toss to, to determine the. You know what I mean? Like, but like instead, you did it because it was fucking Aaron Rodgers. You did this thing where, like, another team had already played and determined the outcome of another team. Right. It's just, it's just bad. It's bad. It's bad scheduling. The NFL does it every year, and it's just so stupid. Yeah. I have another post of excellence. Oh, is it to all the people that are making memes? Because, like, you know how there's like week eighteen considered incentive week. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like like Kenny Galladay ones. Oh, all the Kenny Galladay ones are so funny. I tell you what, though, it's what made me laugh even harder. Though is like, like the oh, Kenny Galladay finished just seventy four catches short of his incentive bonus. <laughs> um, what makes me laugh even harder than that are all the ones that I know are so true. Are all, all the Giants fans and someone's like Giants fans right now? And it was a meme of um, a bunch of people going bananas in a fucking locker room spraying champagne, and underneath it was like Giants fans when Kenny Galladay finally has one good game in a meaningless effort. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was another one where it was like a bunch of a uh, it was a bunch of a. Uh, this this one made me laugh so hard. It was um, Giants fans putting a, um, it's, it was like a I forget I, I meant to save it, but it was a private account, so I couldn't fucking and they deleted it because I tried to send it to you guys and I ended up not being able to. And then when I got back to the page, it was gone. But it was a it was the Giants fan. It was a Giants fan opening up a book called uh, Cowboys Playbook, and it had him ripping out a page of it saying, "You aren't ready for Galladay, uh, postseason Galladay." And he, it, it, instead of Galladay, they crossed off Prescott. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. There are, there are so many Giants fans that are like saying that right now, like, oh, the postseason's not ready for Galladay. 
I tell you, I mean, it would be cool if he could be like, hey, I'll be a good receiver now. <laughs> yeah, I was just joshing with you guys. For a year. I didn't want to get burned out too fast. <laughs> I was just saving myself. <laughs> For when we were good. Hey, Mark. Yes. Uh, hold on, I gotta see. What, what's, the, what's the bracket, the NFL bracket? Ooh. You guys are playing the Vikings, and then you guys end up playing the winner of what Seahawks Niners uh I think is what it is I mean it it, it depends on what oh, happens it depends on yeah so so if, if the cow if the Giants were to make it to the NFC championship game and lose uh who who leaves a who leaves a, a, a worse taste in your mouth Cowboys Eagles or Brady uh, honestly, probably the Cowboys. Giants just gets the NFC Championship game, and then just like just one of the three of them, just like fuck. Yeah, it's it would, it would be because I, I really, I don't think, I don't think Dak Prescott is that good. I don't think the, I don't know, I don't think, I, I mean, the Cowboys, they, they won a lot of games and whatnot. I don't know. I, I don't think they're that great. Real deal in the NFC. Sorry, I think the 49ers are the only real deal in the NFC. <clears throat> Yeah, the Can we not talk about that? No, but I'm not saying it to be like malicious towards you, Matt. I'm just saying. No, like, no, no. I just, I, I don't want to stomach the thought. It's just, no, like, I, I think that, here's the thing. I, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl because I think the I do run out. But, you know, they, they've got playmakers. They've got a good running back. Their offensive line's decent. They've got a good head coach. They've got a great defense. Like, they pretty much have every piece you need. And then everybody else has some major flaw in their game. That like you could definitely be like, oh yeah, that's definitely gonna ruin the season. And it's I don't know, it's just like the NFC just like so so I just feel like the NFC playoffs like they're not gonna be boring. They're gonna be exciting, but it's just gonna be like, who cares? <laughs> well, show yeah. me who's going to the AFC. Yeah, I mean Cowboys definitely cooled off. No, they didn't cool off, man. They just there never was. They're not that good. You're just not ready. I, to, I I don't think they're that good. I mean, I know they won a lot of games this year, and and they they beat up on some teams, but I don't know. Like Prescott, I don't think is convincing at all. This is not good. Um, and the receivers or whatever. Besides Ceedee Lamb, I say Ceedee Lamb's pretty good. I, don't know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, the the Giants losing to the Cowboys would definitely annoy me more than like if they lost to Brady. But again, I mean, to me, it, it doesn't even really matter what they do in the playoffs. The Giants just happy to be there. Are you playing the Vikings, right? Yeah, you could beat them. They have no fucking defense. I, I think so too. Again, like I mean, Paul just kind of hit the nail. I don't think there's really a team in the NFC other than really maybe the Niners, but. I think the Giants can can at least contend with anybody. You know, again, the Giants Mark, aren't a team that's going to go in and blow anybody out. But I hope you guys are the team from the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. That'd be real cool. If they go, you got to get a Galladay jersey, though. That's the rule. <laughs> and it's got to be a red one. Ugh. Oh no. A discontinued jersey that he himself has not even worn. 
white and red ones are gross too. Wait, though, like the older uniform? The... Like the away uniforms. Because, like, the, the Color Rush white ones, I think, are sick. I guess he means that white. Red jerseys are fucking terrible. Yeah, that was like a mistake. That's like a they had like a red sock go in the laundry and turn all the jerseys. It was like, oh, we can do something with this. Bad joke, bad joke, Kendall. I mean, it was all right. I was kind of just gonna let him bask in it, Kyle. Well, it's better than you know, you know, posing a question and then not answering a guy. Souls. Hey, uh, suck a cock, bro. Um, anyways. What do you, you guys just, you can't just do that. You can't just like matchup. diss somebody and then be like, oh, oh anyways. Yeah, I can't. I just did. Nope. Bitch. Nope. Um, anyways. Um, anyways. Um, what do you think be the best playoff game of the first round? Uh, none um, of your suggestions. Um, anyways. See, how does it feel? I don't care, Kendall. I already got all blues. <laughs> what I say. Uh, can you repeat the question? What do you think is going to be the best game? Out of opening playoff weekend. I think it's Bengals Ravens if Lamar plays. I'd watch. I don't think they're like that that could be such a hit or because I mean even if Lamar plays, he's usually just complete trash in the playoffs. He's also true. I understand that, but I also think that it'll be exciting from the standpoint of Lamar will have fresh legs going into it. it. Again, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be either a really great and, like, entertaining game, or it'll be a Bengals blowing them out. Well, I mean, I think you could say that for every game. I personally think the Chargers-Jaguar game will be all right. Jaguars are decent on offense, but the Chargers' defense can't stop anybody. Hey. Here's your warning. So, I mean, Go get Christian Kirk before he goes off for 300 yards. Uh, the Jaguars, honestly, are too. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I'm in an AFC team, I wouldn't really want to play them right now. No. I mean, they're, they're a team that, like, kind of was whatever till about halfway through the season. And they were no longer whatever. And then got hot. Like, they were able to get in and, and, no, if they, if they can keep the the hot streak going, I mean they're they're playing well. It's funny to think that it's just Urban Meyer that was the problem there. <laughs> I mean, Doug Peterson's a good head coach too. Yes, but what I you, you figured they had the the first round pick two or the, the first overall two years in a row under Urban. Hire him. Coach in and playoff berth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they also did a lot of free agency too. But yes, I see your point. They have the core there and could have done more. I think it too. I think so, there's. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mark. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that um, Doug, he's kind of like that, like the rah 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 guy, kind of like the Dan Campbell thing. And I think certain teams that they really respond to that. And I think Jacksonville kind of being on the younger side, we'll call it. I think that's like a perfect, you know, scenario for them. 
I was thinking about this today, Max, because you were talking about McVeigh leaving. Uh, let me go back to talking about the party members. <laughs> so I thought of it, and and at first I was like, you know, you know, it is what it is. He's young if he wants to do other things, but I was like, well, it's kind of shitty that. I mean, I'm sure he was somewhat involved in trading away every draft pick for the next thirty years. Like, nah, we're bad now. I'm out. Next year is the only year we don't have one. We're back. We're back to it after that. So you haven't had one for the last thirty years, correct? We got to see. You know that it's just like, hey, here's my first kind of bad season since coming in, and I might retire now. Well, remember they did talk about it right after the Super Bowl last year too. Yeah, it came up last year. I know. Didn't he come out and say like he was going to stay till Donald and Stafford and them were leaving? Yes, but I think he's dealt with a lot this season, like personal stuff, not so much the game that's really started to affect him. Um, I mean, I hope he comes back for one more year at least. And we'll still have the rights to him after he retires. Or just yeah. Like how the Saints had to ask permission to interview Sean Payton. Uh, yeah. Um, <coughs> but I I would hope that if the coach chose to retire and uh, it wasn't because of it being a bad season, he just needed to take a break, he would come back the next time we had a vacancy. That'd be pretty cool. How long of a window would you be willing to be good with that? What, knowing that he's uh, gone and then will be back in so many amount of years? Yeah, like is, is there like a amount of time that you'd be willing, or is that just kind of like, hey, you want a Super Bowl, you were forever welcome in the... Oh, forever welcome. He's going to go down as the greatest coach in Rams history. Well, second greatest. Jeff Fisher's still the greatest. <laughs> Man, thank you, Kyle. Cue that one up. I was hoping someone would take it. I, I was going to say it if he didn't. And Jeff Fisher's going to be the replacement of Sean McVay. Man, could you imagine that? It'd be hilarious. <sighs> be so funny. It'd be awesome. Uh, Guys, I built this team. Comes back as a blonde mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back with no mustache. <gasps> I don't want that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, he he's forever welcome. The only thing that I worry about, and I don't think I actually have to worry about it with him as much, is I worry that some of the uh, the schemes in his offense and everything would be a little bit outdated. But I think he would learn enough from the game to be able to uh, come back full strength. <laughs> I don't know. I it is what it is at this point. There's nothing anybody can do but him. And he's gone one way or the other. If it's not this year, it's in two years. And it was I mean, still in concussion protocol. It was to uh that game is gonna be dreadful. Yep. Oh, um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Mike Glennon was signed by the Dolphins. <laughs> I did not see yeah. that. Yeah. 
Mike Glennon going to start the playoff game? Real funny. Dolphins legend Mike exactly. Glennon? That nah, kid is fucking terrible. It's one of those, I mean, it's either going to be better, but, I mean, we've seen you know, spot starts where it, it, it pans out. Yep. I don't know. You never know. Oh, you know. I mean, you know, but you never know. I wonder who's somebody who's just like recently retired enough that could come back in three days' time and start the game. Brett Favre. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> um, Fitzpatrick, I would say, is a good one up there. Uh, Drew Brees. But he's Peyton under contract in with the Saints, isn't he? What's that? Isn't Drew Brees still under contract with the Saints, technically? Um, that I don't know. Hogan Jay. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool, but the last time we made a comeback from the booth, it didn't go so great. Uh, Jaws. Jaws. Ron Jorski. <laughs> Here comes well, 71-year-old Ron Jorski. What? When was Spoken Jay ever in the booth? He was an announcer. Yeah. The year. For what? The year, that he, uh, the year he came uh, back and played for the Dolphins. Who the fuck was he broadcasting for, and why did I not know that? I think five. I, I want to say CBS, but I could be wrong. I think it was Hold Camel on, TV. Spoken Jay. Yeah, he, he announced for a year. And then came out of retirement to go to the Dolphins. Uh, he wasn't even in broadcasting for a year. They signed him out of on his first year out. Uh, let's see. I do not remember him calling a game. He was hired by Fox Sports to be a commentator. Did he ever do a game? Yeah. I think he did a Bears game. Sick national championships a blowout too. Is it? Twenty four seven. Eight minutes left in the second quarter. Who's up? Georgia. <laughs> Hope Mike is listening because we're um, talking about college I, football. Correction. Cutler didn't actually end up in the booth. He was supposed to. Cutler would have been featured in a three-person booth joining Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis Gross, uh, but he would have been the number two analyst behind Troy. Hmm. So it sounds like he put out a uh, interview last year where he said he he wants to get back into the booth. So that might be uh, that might be something that comes up again for him. He he called games. I remember him doing it. He signed a deal with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, oh, you know, I wonder if he ever did the thing like. Um, remember Greg like Olson? Greg Olson. I thought that was so cool. Used to like announce during like, what was it like his bye week or whatever. Yeah, he would just call a game during his bye week. Because yeah, I I remember Cutler calling it. Like I remember seeing him. 
Maybe he was like on the side. I remember seeing him like commentate. I don't remember this at all. Well, I mean, I'd be definitely in if he like wants to get into it. I'd be down. Well, if Kendall's on board. Yeah, I mean, I'm like the bar for that type of stuff. <laughs> It's great, you know. We're we're watching the the games the other night, and I was like, man, another season like came and went. Yeah. Yep. It most certainly did. What's that? Uh, that really lame quote. Um, don't be sad that it's gone. Be oh, happy. Shut up. <laughs> the season always goes by faster when you're happy with it. I was ready for it to end after week one. <laughs> I, don't think I, I mean, I, I feel I feel the way about the football season that people feel about baseball season. I feel like it drags on forever. I'm like, no, it's not, now it's just it's gonna extend to another fucking week, and the next few years it's just be like fucking September first because they want to go to eighteen games and they want to get rid of the preseason. So it'll be fucking September first, all the way to the end of January. Full month of playoffs in February. So fucking long. It just makes me laugh because it's like, what is it? January, so September, October, November, December, January, so five. And then what? Just thinking out loud, sorry. It's fine. Continue. It takes the MLB one extra month to play 160 more games. Well, I think we talked about it, I think, at the end of last year. And I kind of agreed with what you said. And it's because that you can't escape it. Because even when, after the Super Bowl is over, and that, that you know, a couple of days after the Super Bowl, it's just then the, all the analysts are gearing up for the draft. And then it's all that. To the, and then after the draft passes, then it's like, okay, it's X amount of time until, you know, uh, training camp opens and organized team activities. And then that happens. And then it's, August 1st, and then it's like, oh, the season's only a month away, and then we're right back at it. So there's not really a time to decompress. I get that, and I and I, and I I kind of agree. I love football as much as you guys, um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I understand. I get it. Massey, I'm sorry. I, I missed the disc. What would you say? I, I was being an asshole. I said no, you didn't. Oh. That's right. I'm a, I'm a fraud. You said something pretty disparaging about your mother. Whoa. That's not oh. true. Yeah, that's Kyle's department. Uh, okay. <laughs> you just opened up a can of worms, bitch. Hey, Mock. What? PJ Higgins elected free agency. Did he? Yeah, he got designated for assignment. That's interesting. The last thing I saw, he was a projected starter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. It's strange because, I mean, he was playing well for the Cubs. Yeah, he really struggled towards the end, though. Bad, like, 212. Nobody's in Correa, goes. The Mets. 
Giants. Oh man, imagine that. Bring them back again. I still believe after all this, you know, dust settles, I think it'll still be the Mets who sign him. No, he's going to go to the Braves. Would be a bummer. I mean, he's going to go to the Braves and he's going to be really good for 10 years. Yeah, because I mean, he'll that that will for sure happen. He'll shake off all those injuries and really get it together. Finally, bat over three hundred, <laughs> and it will just stick in my craw. Stick in my craw. Yeah, I gotta be I'm honest. Watching that, I, 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 I love the the meme from um, Moneyball. Show Jonah Hill talking to Brad. <laughs> like, if we wait long enough, we can get Carrera. <laughs> That whole thing, it, it, I, I think that it's kind of funny. It, it also got really annoying. <laughs> well, I just seriously was... wrong with this fucking whatever it is. I, mean, I heard leg, but it could be something else. I just thought it'd be over I've by now. I've heard either leg or back. Like I've yeah. heard two different things. And, and I mean, it is, it is known. I mean, he missed time because of a leg injury, so I could see. Know, team's kind of questioning it. You know where he's going to he go? Just... Somehow he's going to end up in Houston. <laughs> Imagine that. It'd be annoying, but it'd be funny. They're pretty good. They're a pretty good team. Wasn't he already there? Yeah. yeah. He left <laughs> and went to go to Went to Minnesota. I think like if it, it, it will be interesting, like if he has to take less money, like if the opt out was the bad move. Well, I mean, he the... signed a pretty big deal with. He was in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yep. He signed a big deal with them and then opted out about a year in, two years in. From Korea? Yeah. I thought he only signed a one-year deal with it. He had a bunch of options. Like, he could have opted in to the con- so, opted I mean, in another It was year. long, but he had a bunch of player options. Hey, guys, I'd like to opt back into that. <laughs> but kidding. <laughs> My leg's feeling better. I just wanted to go to New York and San Francisco for a little while. I didn't think you guys would love me. <laughs> I do think it is it is kind of crazy, and it's in any sport. Like, don't announce the contracts until they pass the physical. Yeah, just wait another day. I agree. Um, I think part of it is just because there's so much access to information, and it, it's but stupid. I mean, it, it it shouldn't even get out. Like the agents, the like. No, you're absolutely no, right. It, it shouldn't come out. I agree. It's and, the whole thing. Well, I'll tell you what, it looks it looks stupid for the Mets because, I mean, you have your owner, the, the one tweeting the initial information, and if you don't get the deal done, then it's like, well, what are you doing? It's it's a strange thing. I mean, I get, you know, the report, everyone wants to be the first to break the news. to put the info out. Yeah. I get it. But they should just have to wait till it's done. Yeah, I, I totally agree. 
Say love you. What do you got for us? What do I got? Yeah. Trevor Bauer, where's he going? Nowhere. Banana bananas. I know. I think he could. I don't know if any MLB t- MLB MLB <laughs> team touches him. Be a cool brand, ML Bean. Be like a crossover. <laughs> and it's cool. I, I don't think any franchise is going to touch him. And I mean, kind of rightfully so. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think he'll be back. I think he'll be back eventually. Uh, but I mean, what? What eventually? Next year? No, because he's reinstated. I think he makes an appearance some point this year. He's been throwing, and he's still in game shape and all that stuff. I don't think his shape matters. It will when somebody's about... desperate for, for a starter. I, unfortunately think I, I think I unfortunately agree with Kyle. I think there's a team out there that's douchebaggy enough to pick him up. I don't know. I, I don't think he, we see him. Just a freaky guy, you know. Oh, he is freaky guy. Yeah, beat that lady up pretty good. She probably liked it. It's an interesting that's take. Like, that's what like the rumor is that like they agreed to it. He just did it a little too much harder than he was supposed to. I think you ventured into a. Uh, Probably discussion problem here. <laughs> we we need a bailout. I mean, it's, it's people talk about it. Not a big fucking. We talk about it. <laughs> so like a team like the Angels, why wouldn't they take a shot? They have to lose. That actually might help the Angels. Angels need pitching in the worst way. And they also need to try and, like, dissuade their fans right now because they're trying to move. What's and a, they just suck. What's the story with that mess? What? The uh, Angels. I saw something. Here, let me see if I can go digging for it real quick. Because I feel like I'd, I'd seen that in passing, but there wasn't, like, anything that was, like, specific. It was just like, hey, we're thinking about it. Houston looking at Trevor Bauer. Oh, Houston. And they'd be the douchebags. Yep. See, told you. He he hates them. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny if you see them. <laughs> Wait, did we I talk mean, about Rafael Devers? His contract. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a sign. It's a good signing, and it's something the Red Sox absolutely had to do. I mean, the money was desperate. I mean, it, it's a lot of money, but I mean, he he is he is a very good player. You think he's a franchise player? Uh, he, I think he can be. You can build around him. I think he can. He's got. He's a good bat, and he's a good field. I mean, he he's an all around player. He, he's why do a you, cornerstone why do you third love, base. Why do you love Red Sox players? I don't, but I mean, I could admit if they're good. <laughs> he's a, good, he's a fucking Yankee killer. 
I was pretty bummed he stayed with the Reds. I thought he would, you know, I was hoping he would leave, but I can admit if he's a good ball player. I think the Red Sox panicked a little bit. I, I again, I mean, they were they were negotiating anyway, but especially after the backlash of letting Bogarts leave, it, it, they had to re-sign him. I don't think Bogarts was Uh, things were handled differently, maybe. I mean, they lowballed the shit out of him twice, and then kind of shut down the tut. Like, I think the the GM kind of botched the uh, negotiations with Bogarts. Uh, But again, like, if they re-sign him. I was kind of in the camp that they were only going to be able to keep one of them, depending on how they wanted to handle the um, luxury tax. But Bogarts leaves like they had; the, there was no choice but to resign Devers. If Devers ends up leaving, because I mean he was signed for one year, if it didn't work out again and he leaves the following year, I mean the the Sox fans would have went freaking ballistic. I need to get rid of that fucking GM. What's up? Did you guys see the the Anaheim Ducks Boston Bruins game last night in Anaheim? No, no, no. Uh, so it's the Bruins and the Bruins are playing the, the Ducks in Anaheim, not in Boston. In Anaheim, full capacity crowd, middle of the second period, and just a giant fuck the Yankees chant starts. <laughs> Hilarious. It's funny how often that happens at other sports. <laughs> Fuck, let me ask you a question. What's up? You think the Yankees got a lot better this offseason? Um, I mean, I think they got better. Uh, you know, of course, I mean, you know, re-signing Judge is big, but that's, that doesn't make them better because he was there last year. But adding Rondon, um, I think, is, is definitely – an improvement. Um, I think they did still some work else. to be done. They did nothing else offensively. They got Rendon. Rodon. Rodon, sorry. Um, what? <laughs> but again, like offensively, they're old. Yes. Um, you know, I, I think there's still going to be something done. I mean, whether they trade for, uh, what's his name, Reynolds? Um, I think there'll still be something done, but again, I mean, they're a team that, that scored a lot of runs. I know Judge was a big component to that, but, um, the pitching I think was a higher priority. Um, I think they'll still be, still be good. No, um, the, the big hope is that Judge's season wasn't like a fluke. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a fluke, but I don't think he's going to have that season again. Just fine. I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone's expecting him to hit sixty home runs a year. But if he hits six and then comes out next year and has twenty, you know, and if he's a twenty home run guy, I mean, then it that's a big. Oh, but it, you know, you hope that he has thirty-five to forty a year for the next at least five years. What are you talking about? Judge. Okay. Well, I think the only thing that would obviously would prevent him from doing that would be injury 
Because I mean, it's, I don't yeah. think it's his physical, you know, ability, and I think the the ballpark certainly helps. Ballparks that they play in helps for sure. He um, and that's the it's just the thing that's been very frustrating with the Yankees the last you know, 10, 12 years is like the, the oh no no not even cat because it's not fully on cat again like any GM the GM answers to the owners and to me it seems like they they're willing to get like you know kind of close and then they back off you know like they they won't where all right where like George Steinbrenner he never was like you know let's get it close and we'll see what happens he went over the top bring in anybody and everybody put it over 30, the top here's and, 50. And, and string a couple titles out of it but you know the the Steinbrenner kids don't do that which I guess is, you know, financially smarter, but it's prevented them from eating, you know, Houston. And, um, you know, it, it just, to me, the last few, they've always been like that one, one move short of taking the, the push. Yeah. Well, it's because the kids, the, not as a baseball team anymore, but it's like a corporation more than anything else. It's a business. Yeah. It's a business. I mean, at the at the end, it, it's a business. It's what it is. However you, you look at it, it's a business. Man. I, on the same side of it, I mean, we, we say it with the, like the Dodgers. They spend a ton, a ton of money. If you win a World Series, the money spent doesn't matter. No. Right. You've made it back tenfold. No, and, and they they get like right right to the edge, but they won't take that that final leap. You know, they don't. It happened at like the deadline last year. They missed out on um. Who's the pitcher? I think he went to Seattle. Um. Um. I know they got Montas, but there there was the other guy. I can't think of his name. Harrison the Bader. other big say it again Harrison Bader oh no no the Yankees didn't get there was another pitcher like the Yankees were in on and he ended I think he got traded to Seattle oh Luis Castillo um, yes yes you know what I mean like there's no reason they miss on both on, on him like it's just they didn't want to beat the, the offer which is, you know, as a fan, it's frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. Did he go to Seattle, Kyle? Did I have that right? Yeah, he went to Seattle, and he fucking killed it, too. <laughs> That's what I mean. No, and Montas came to New York and did not. <laughs> yeah, but people are so high in that kid, and he hasn't really put it all together once. He, like... He walks a lot of guys. That's what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying, is that they they got the cheaper guy, and it, it cost them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they paid up a little more, and you bring in Castillo. And again, not there. there's no saying that Castillo would have done the same thing in New York, because, you know, there, there's well, plenty have- of players that have come to New York, and they don't they don't perform the same way they do on other teams. 
I think Maybe he was the, the better option and, and a little more proven. Maybe the Yankees didn't get the guarantee that he was going to re-sign either. Because he was a free agent coming up after this year. You know, I, even that, that. That's the that's the MLB trade deadline. It's rentals. Yeah, Phillies had a lot of It's rentals. They're all, they're all gone. <laughs> that's what happens. And again, <laughs> if it generates a championship, it's all worth it. You know, and, yeah. and I know it's a risk, but uh, that's, uh, I mean, look at compared to like the Rams. The Rams mortgage the future, but won a Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. Right. No one looks back like, oh, well, but they spent X amount of money. Like, irrelevant. Oh, I know people still do that right now. <laughs> well, they're they're gonna do it because now's the the shit part of it. But guess what? Last year, no one would say, oh no, but our draft picks. You guys had a parade because you won a Super Bowl. Yep. Like that makes it all worth it. So it is what it is. I mean, you end up with a couple. Di- and the Rams, I mean, I don't think they're going to be down long. There's no. a town, on, you know, they got beat up this year. But, yeah, like, they're, they're one of the teams they can figure it out. Um, The Yankees, the, the Steinbrenners just haven't. Haven't been willing to just go over the like, go over the edge, and, and like overload to, to bring home a World Series. They'll pay. They'll, they'll, they'll go after people past their prime to try to get like some juice left in them, like Josh Donaldson. We've yeah. done that a couple times. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, Kyle. I know you and I disagree. I think they need to get rid of Chapman. Chapman's already gone. He's a free agent. Is he? Yep. Nobody's That's right. Even that, like, you could have traded him for anything, get anything for him. But they could have brought him in. Anything to upgrade their bullpen. Their bullpen was a very weak point of that team, and they have done nothing. No, uh, I mean there were some guys that got that got hurt. Um, like Clay Holmes, I'm sorry, fell apart. Yeah. Fell Everybody apart. thought he was going to keep it up the way he was pitching, which is absurd. Hey, what he did at Torquand is who he is. Quick sidebar, just because he mentioned his name. Did you guys see the video of um, Josh Johnson uh, doing the bat flips and like all of them are oh, like yeah. uh, <laughs> real funny stuff? <laughs> all like really well, short. It? <laughs> it was him um, <laughs> it bat flipping hits that weren't home runs. Uh, Some are just like not even close. It's so good. Pablo Herrera did that a lot. (laughs) The ones that are actually even more funny than the ones that get caught are the ones that turn out to be ground rule doubles. Yeah. I I know why that rule exists, but I hate it. (laughs) Hate the ground rule double. You know, they should, what are they supposed to do? They throw yeah, another listen, ball in. It's the best case scenario. I, I get it. They got the rule right. I just don't like it. What uh, is the rule? If the if a fly ball or line drive like bounces in the outfield and then bounces over the fence, oh. out of play, it's a ground listen, rule double. I think Paul will back me up here. This, when that happens, a guy in the dugout throws in another ball. You don't know who's going to throw it, and then you just you continue <laughs> play. So you kind of have to just be on your toes. I don't back you. All right. I'm alone here. <laughs> the guy should go in the crowd, 
get the ball. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. I think what they should do instead is if you hit a ground rule double, you're, you can elect one of two options. You can either, you can either take it as a single because you put the ball in place. So you should be have you should the option of being awarded a base. So it's either a single or you can start the at bat over fresh count. <laughs> He's electing a fresh at bat. <sighs> I also think it'd be funny is if you don't call it a double, call it a single and then a stolen base. <laughs> All right. I can do that. Could you imagine the runners elected to steal his base? Albert Fulhos has 72 stolen bases this year. <laughs> he just starts what. walking. It'd be ridiculous if he had 72 ground rule doubles. <laughs> I mean, they don't happen super often. No, I just set a number. <laughs> it would just be fun. <laughs> he shattered his career best. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if he came back for another year? The way he played at the end of last year, I'm surprised he didn't. I think he knew he was done. Yeah, Miguel Cabrera is done. He hanging that's, it up too, officially? He's, hang, he's hanging it up this year. So this season's his last one? Yeah. Well, he wasn't going to miss Do out on those any, gifts. Uh, like milestones coming up? I'm sure. I don't know if he got the 3,000 hits. Got that last season. Did he? Did yeah, he get the 500 home run? It was a big run? deal that like he got that, Pujols got the home run. Like, we all got it the, in the same year. Did he get the 500 home runs? That one, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know how close he was to it, though. Oh, he's at 507. Oh, he did. So that guy's a Hall of Famer already. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of Hall of Famers, I saw this debate going on online last night. I'm curious to hear your guys' input, even though I think I know the answer. Sean McVay retires right now. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? No. No. Hmm. I mean, realistically, I mean, he only coached, what, five years? Yeah. Well, he's got the Super Bowl, but I, I don't think so. No, I, I don't have a dog in this race either way. I I personally don't think so, but I was just curious because a lot yeah. of people are arguing that. My gut reaction would like, be no, but I'd be curious to know if there's been other Hall of Fame coaches who've had a similar length of career. And, I, I mean, McVeigh certainly has a higher winning than loss percentage. So if there was something similar there, then I'd say yes, but without knowing. It's like Terrell Davis. He only played six years and he got in. Bullshit. Definitely- yes, I think he's in. Did he already get in? No. Last year was year of eligibility, and he, he was a finalist, but he didn't get in. He made it to the finalist in this year. Hester, yes. And Kyle, I think Davis deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but he, he, he got injured. I mean, that's it's, it's not his fault. I mean, he had quality seasons, rushed for 2,000 yards, won two Super Bowls. 
All right. So when can we start implementing the length of coaching for uh, for the Hall of Fame? Hold on, Mass. It really bothers me that people think Devin Hester doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Bothers me too. Like it, it bothers me a whole lot. Not from the standpoint of like it doesn't even have to do with the fact that he broke um Deion Sanders' return touchdown record. Cause like realistically, that's a record that there are like a billion ways to break. You know, I mean, like I, I think it's impressive that he did it as an offensive player because it means he wasn't out there for defensive snaps to have interceptions and fumble returns like Deion Sanders was. But, like, it's a record that, like, you know, it, it, it can be broken again. You know, you see in the NFL, like, you look at a player like a, you know, you, like you just look at, like, a fast player, like a Tyreek Hill, but, like, a defensive version of that. Like, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. But, like, you know, somebody that plays corner or safety, and, <coughs> well, they're going to get a look at one or two a year. And on defense, and they're going to, you know, they might get a look at a couple over the course of a year for kick and punt returns. So, you know, like, the, you know, the chances are there, especially if they stay healthy and play 12, 13 years or whatever. But it's just more so like, like he, he was kind of like the first, like, kick returner that, like, people, like, you know, like, they treated, like, shut down corners. And they were like, okay, I'd rather kick the ball out of bounds and take, let them start at the 40 than even let him touch the ball. <laughs> Like he just he changed the way the game was played, and in my opinion, like if you do that, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't understand what, I what's the argument against. I, 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 what could you possibly say? I mean, the only thing I could guess is like he wasn't a good That's receiver. Just, it's just that like what it's like the kicker aspect. Like a lot of people don't think kickers belong in the Hall of Fame because while they are important to the game. And they matter in a lot of the outcomes and things like that, like what minuscule compared to everything else. Like, yeah, like having like a good kicker is great, but you know, it's it's like you know, there's a lot of people that think like Justin Tucker's career is the equivalent of like Philip Rivers' quarterbacking career. You know what I mean? Like it's like it like that. It's a similar impact. You know what I mean? Like it's like he was good, but like. Justin Tucker would have been nothing if it wasn't for, you know, Joe Flacco's good season, Lamar Jackson's MVP season, the defense, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's just people that think that way. And, like, whatever. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, do I think that, like, yeah. Josh Cribbs, fuck themselves. Do I think Cribbs, Jerome Simpson, Daryl Patterson, same? No. But, like, you know, fucking. Like Devin Hester, like completely like revitalized like a position that no one cared about. Like until Devin Hester came along, people didn't watch special teams. Like that was when the kickoff happened. Like you know, after a team scored a touchdown, like that's when you went to the fridge to get a beer, <laughs> and then and you're like, oh, they must have had a good return. They're starting at the thirty-five. When Devin Hester was playing, people had their fucking cell phones out and were recording. Did Dante Hall get in? No, right. I don't know. I don't think so. Because he was like the Devin Hester before Devin Hester. Yeah, I mean he he was the that the return guy of that era for sure. Um, I don't know all off the top of Hester was kind of he was punt and kick return. I don't know was he was he kind of a one or the other? I don't really remember. I'm sure he did both. He didn't really do much of the receiving. Yeah. 
I'm just curious. It doesn't reflect anything. Yeah, no, I because thinking about Hester, especially in his youth, he he was like, hey, guys, re- returning punts and kicks. I just don't remember because we were a little bit younger when uh when Hall was playing. So I don't I don't remember yeah. if he was like one or the other. I'm not sure. I mean, nowadays it's like it's it's so specialized. Like this is this is our punt returner. This is our kick returner. Yeah, makes a difference. Drop the fucking ball. <coughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, I just think like, like right, like Dev, I, I just feel like like Devin Hester like kind of like made the the kick and punt return like a legitimate like position. You know, like it's you always have like some sh- you always have some schmoes that don't do anything. Yeah. Kick and punt. Well, and it's especially interesting now because, you know, with the moving the where you kick the ball from, it's just the way it's kind of played is different. That I think, I don't know if we'll see that again. And it's kind of special, you know, to, to seeing what he did during that time period, which really, you know, wasn't that long ago. I mean, I don't know. Twice. I think yeah, that, I think he belongs in. Yeah, and I think that record, if unless they change it back, I think that record will stay forever. I just think it's it's too difficult now. Well, I think I think if it were to get broken, it it'll be by a, like a, a defensive player that also like does the kick and punt type options, mm-hmm. just because like. And in, in, in the passing world, you're you know you, you see a, an abundance of pick sixes, right? It, it'll be like it, it'll be like a slot corner or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it'll be somebody that is good and like people game plan for, but not somebody that they're like you know like not like a Jalen Ramsey where like you know opposing teams just decide hey we're just not going to throw to him. Hello? Great. Yep. Oh. Just, just waiting for you to finish your thought. Thought for Oh. I lost somebody. I think. Hello. Hello? Who did we lose? I think we lost Mark. Yep. Oh, well, his fucking thing's shit in the bed again. <laughs> or did he, he fall asleep? Did he say that? No. Well, he doesn't have to for it to be true. Facts. Would be funny. He falls asleep, falls right on the button. So, like, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm with Paul. Just to backtrack of what he was talking about. This year was kind of a weird year for me in watching football. I honestly didn't give a shit until, like, the final two weeks. Like, usually I'm, like, really into it and everything. Like, I don't want to leave the house until Monday the next morning. Yeah. This year was just a lot different. I don't know why. I agree. Well, I know why it was a lot different for me, but... But, like, it, it, part of it was because the Steelers were not relevant. You know, like, those were the only games I really cared about this year. Usually I care about all of them. Well, I mean, I think 
it, it, it could depend, you know, year to year. I mean, you may find Kyle that like you're not you're not as interested for a little while, or maybe you know you come back next year, and regardless of how the Steelers are playing, you're you're super into it again. You know, I I, I understand Paul's position. A lot, not, not not so much because I because I haven't experienced it the same way he has, but I understand because it's you know it it's frustrating to to see like you know things that are somewhat of avoidable and just kind of like the stubbornness of organizations to to repeat themselves and do the same thing, and then you know in, in just in general, just how football is as a whole, you know we've seen. Just and it's just it's just how it is. You know, we, we live in this era of you know there's there's so much information. It's being thrown at you. Think about it, you go on you know on on Instagram or Twitter, however you like you use social media, and if you, whatever you know you're following, there's gonna be little aspects that are being thrown at you. Like oh, because you follow this person, this person is is a related thing. So you're getting information from all sides, all these different opinions, and it just it it clouds up and mucks up everything, and it kind of. I don't know. It just it doesn't bring you down. Isn't the right thing to say. It's just like it's a lot. It's like it's an it's an oversaturation of information, and it kind of burns you out. I I I get it. A lot to do with it is like of how it is every fucking year. You got the Chiefs at the top. You got the Bills at the top. Right? They're pretty much gonna battle it out. For the AFC. No, now you got the Bengals. Like, the Bengals last year was different. Like, it was a kind of exciting, even though I fucking hate them. <laughs> so that's why it was exciting, because I could root against them. But you have like, the same teams and the same guys always in the title games or whatever. Yeah. So, even at, like, since adding the seven seed, the seven seed just usually just gets fucking smacked by the two seed. You know, because it's, it's such a. There's such a big gap between seven and two. Yeah, no, you're right, and I think too, and th- and I hate to sound like an old man when I when I say this, but like when we first started watching football, in my opinion, it was kind of perfect. The way it was set up, you know, sixteen games, you know, you, you play your division two times each, blah blah blah. It, it, the rules, everything seemed to work, and at some point they decided, hey, we need to make this better. Totally unwarranted, unprovoked, they decided that we need to make it better. And since that day, you know, every year it's trying to up the ante. And it, it just, it's, it's making things more complicated and less enjoyable. It makes it, it, makes it harder to like football because they're, they're, they're changed things that don't need to be changed. And it's just, it, 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 be, it becomes like... It, to, to to quote Peter Griffin, it insists upon itself. It's like, listen, people like football. You don't have to make it better. It, the people who like football like it for a reason. It, you, the only person you're competing with is yourself. It doesn't make any sense. And now we're stuck in this 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 vicious cycle of, oh well, how how can we how can this be better? How, what what it's you know what what is this? And when it was fine to begin with. I don't, I don't understand where we got so selfish. I don't understand. It's like you can't even hit the quarterback anymore. Like, I, like when Paul mentioned yesterday about the Cameron Hayward sack, and 
our heads, it's not a penalty, but in the football, in the NFL, it is a penalty. I get that. It's mm-hmm. whatever. Five years ago, that's not a penalty. Is that fair to say, Paul? Oh yeah, I agree with you. I think the NFL it's getting soft from the standpoint, and and, and I hate. In, in my opinion, the NFL is the only sport where they try to cover up what they're doing by using politically correct jargon because the NFL is more, you know, like the rest of the sports leagues, in my opinion, are businesses before they're sports leagues. But the NFL is like a political thing and a business at the same time. And like the football part actually takes a back seat. Um, so like, you know, like, like the, like the, Oh, like we're trying to have a reduction in CTE injuries and, prolong the health of our players it's just code for we want to have the best guys out there all the time so that our product is good if joe burrow gets hurt or Deshaun, like if Deshaun watson got hurt on that play and had to miss the first six games of the next season like what a blow to the nfl that was going to be because there's going to be eyes on Deshaun watson and the cleveland browns next year and so, you know, by the textbook standard, that was the argument I was getting into with Kyle's dad, was that, like, by the NFL rulebook, that was a penalty. If he had – Cam Hayward, like, for, you know, those who are listening who didn't watch the game, Cam Hayward was wrapping himself around Deshaun Watson, and then he stuck his cleats into the ground and then pulled Deshaun Watson in the opposite direction, which lifted Deshaun Watson off the ground, and then he threw him to the ground. That, you know, he used his hips to slam him down. That, by textbook definition now, is roughing the passer. And Cam Hayward should have just grabbed onto him, dropped his legs out from underneath him, and used his body weight to pull Deshaun Watson down. Now, the reason I say it from, like, the political standpoint is the very, you know, like, the physical violence of slamming Deshaun Watson to the ground, it visually shows him, like, but these are NFL athletes wearing pads, so him getting slammed down to the ground, other than his head slapping back hard and potentially causing a concussion, Deshaun Watson's probably not really going to get that hurt from that move. He's a big guy, and he's been getting hit his whole life. But if Cam Hayward had done the right thing by the NFL standard and just let his legs go and dragged him down with all of Cam Hayward's body weight, he probably would have tore Deshaun Watson's hamstring because Deshaun Watson was trying to run away in the opposite direction, and he would have all of a sudden had 312 pounds of dead weight pulling on his fucking legs. So, yeah. I, I that, don't know. That's something they got to look at, too. I mean, these guys are moving at 110 miles an hour. How, how can they be expected to just hold up, like, at a last second? Like, I, I get protecting player. I, I understand it all, but, I, you know, you have a 300-pound guy in a full sprint moving foot, like you can't just stop. Edmund yeah. Chabot said <laughs> the NFL will cease to exist. You put flags on the quarterbacks and you just fucking let them play flag football. I mean, we, we saw it um, in the, the Giants Colts game where um, Jalen Smith like hit Nick Foles, but he thought Foles threw it. So he just literally like, like belly bumped him. Yeah. And then turned around and then saw he didn't throw it and then went after him again. But, like, you could see him trying to hold up and, like, not get flagged. But it ends up costing, like, him a sack and, and like, a, 
you know, if that play, say if they connect on that pass and it goes for a touchdown, he, Smith is going to get ripped apart. But he's trying to do the right thing. It's. I, they, I think the intent has to somewhat have some type of implication too. Well, that's what the NFL is trying because the, the roughing the passer used to be a judgment call. So was pass interference. Hmm. Like it was like a like like pass interference back in the day. It used to be like a was the player like just creating excessive like did the did the player and in, in pass interference you know did they create excessive force to you know, because they couldn't, they, they were trying to, like, make up for a mistake and they were going to get burned, or were they competing for the ball and just got too physical? And it was the same thing with, like, roughing the passer. Like, cause I forget what it used to be, but didn't it used to be, like, a five-yard penalty if there was no intent to hurt or something like that, and 15 yards if, it, if there was intent? And, like, they're trying to, they're doing, like, what the MLB wants to do with, like, the robot arms, like, take out the human error. Right, yeah. I don't. I have, uh, oh, go ahead, oh no! So I, I, there was a change. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I know what you're you're we're talking about. Right. I forget what it was, but there used to be something where it was like that. Like it was. I tell you, the the thing I hate more than anything, and and this is what I think, I, at least from games I watch, that I see more than anything is, you know, the the defensive lineman is coming in, and. He's either like pushed to the ground, but like, you know, already falling forward and just happens to hit the quarterback's legs, you know, uh, unintentionally because whatever's happening, he, he falls for whatever reason and it gets flagged for roughing the passer. And it's like, like, what are you supposed to do? Fucking Rams game yesterday with the punter. Guy got pushed into the punter. He got called for running into the punter. Yep. He didn't do anything. He just got pushed. Did you see, into the, did you see the Jalen Ramsey penalty too? Yeah, he just lowered his shoulder. He was still in bounds. Not only did he lower, just lower his shoulder, he stood in place and Smith ran <laughs> yeah. into him. It was pretty textbook. DK Metcalf should have been flagged, but yeah, but no, Seattle had to make it to the playoffs for some reason. Well, that's not what made it to the playoffs. He he missed that field. He missed the field goal. Jason Myers. Oh yeah, but. Rams would have had that game, I think, if we didn't get fucking penalized three different times. Yeah, true. Like, don't get Anyways. me wrong. Like, 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 the Kim Hayward thing, I understand, but we also got away with a big-time face mask in that game, so it worked out. True. I, I really, I just think they, they need to look at the intent of, of the hit more. I mean, I, I think that should weigh more than what the actual hit was. Um, and I know that's that's very like speculative and, and judgment call, but if a guy's already falling, or you know, like Kyle said, if the offensive lineman pushes him and he falls, it how is that his fault? Like, what are you supposed to do? You know, it, it's just it's a very like slippery slope. That one, the Paul camp. I'm getting really tired of hearing about Patrick Mahomes. Everything that anybody does is compared to him in a quarterback standpoint. Well, the thing, my thing about Patrick Mahomes, I just fucking hate that. Like this, like this guy, he, he's going out and he's like he, he plays miraculous things, and I'm not knocking it. You know, like these weird fall down passes and these like no looks and these things like that. And it's like, like why is it all of a sudden? Like why did Patrick Mahomes get labeled as the guy 
that when doing things like this, it's not like, it's like, oh, that's just Patrick Mahomes. It's creative and it's unique and it's a total different thing on the position. If anybody else did that shit, they would, you know, if somebody fucking, if Patrick Mahomes dove 30 yards to the right, fucking falling down with his offhand to throw a 15-yard pass into triple coverage, and it was picked off, the NFL media would be like, Patrick Mahomes is really trying to be inventive there. If fucking, you know, Trevor Lawrence did that, it would be like, what the fuck was this guy thinking? <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I just don't, like, the double standard of it is, like, so fucking ridiculous. And, like, like I, I personally don't care what anybody's opinion is on it, because everyone's entitled to their own. But for everybody that wanted to shit on Tom Brady for the last 20 years, congratulations. You got Patrick Mahomes. He's the new Tom Brady. He can do no wrong. The world will always love him no matter what he could do. Guy could shoot a kid in the face and people would be like, "Bad, ah, it's Patrick Mahomes though. The guy's the face of fucking football. Like, it just doesn't like, you know, like Tom Brady could do ridiculous shit in 2012. He could try the most ridiculous thing in the world. And people would be like, oh man, look at his, look at his tenacity and his, creativeness and the way he handles himself in the pocket when there's someone in his face. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is now. And it's just annoying, especially because all the people that like boast about him are all the people that are so quick to just be like, I fucking hate Tom Brady. And it's like, well, guess what? You got him again. And now he's in a chief's uniform. It was annoying in the Steelers Raven game two weeks ago. Was that like Kenny Pickett did something, and Chris Collinsworth was like, "So that's like Patrick Mahomes." Like we don't, we're not going to talk about it because it's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Pickett's not trying to be Patrick Mahomes. He's just trying to get the fuck out of the way because the offensive line's so trash. He happened to make a good throw. You know, like not everything has to go back to being Patrick Mahomes like. Hey, you put some respect in our offensive line. They played pretty well down the stretch. For the run. For the pass, he's running for his life every time he says hike. <laughs> well, I'm just tired of hearing, like, oh, it's pass for Holmes like. No, it's not. Like, everybody is their own quarterback. Everybody said it's Josh Allen. Like, everybody shits on Josh Allen because he runs like a fucking running back. Well, you got a problem it's the double standard of, of the NFL and it's just, it's very obnoxious because it's like three years ago, it, it, it was, you know, Lamar Jackson's a running back and, you know, it was a complete negate on everything he did with his arm. But Josh Allen, you know, it, it is not a running back, you know, or, you know, fucking Justin Fields goes out and scrambles to try to not get fucking sacked and tries to save his life and runs for a 40 yard run. And the first thing you see, the first article you see is, uh, Justin Fields is really ruining his career by running. He's just a running quarterback that's going to get hurt. And it's like, then Josh Allen runs and tries to hurdle a linebacker and goes headfirst into a fucking safety for a two-yard gain. And it's like, look at the fucking tenacity on that guy. He's got balls. And yeah, it's like, no, that's, that's, oh, that's very fair. It's just, it's just you know, it's... it's and, and, I mean, I personally don't care because I'm not the, the woe-is-me type in the sports world. My sports franchises are pretty dog shit right now, all four of them. Um, so I got a lot going for me in the sport world. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, like, from an NFL standpoint, like, the media hates Chicago. They they hate the Bears. Um, 
you know, you, you won't you just, they, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened to them, but they just do not like them. Yeah. Well, I, um, I, I agree. I, I think we're, we are in the era as, as long as he's relevant, this will be the, the chiefs Patrick Mahomes being the new, you know, Patriots Brady. I, I think we, we, we are very well into that for however long they're going to be good for. That's going to be, that's, you know, this decade, decades, um, you know, flavor of the moment. So, well, and the first thing, you know, the first argument you'll get from like a, a standard, like Brady hater, but Mahomes lover that like wants to be vocal on the subject is, you know, the first thing you're going to see is like, well, oh, like, well, Brady, like, look at Brady, like Brady's yelling at, you know, throwing tablets, he's yelling at offensive linemen, and this and that. And it's like, Brady wasn't doing that in 2006. Brady was doing that in 2012. You know, Brady was doing that when he was frustrated because they weren't winning Super Bowls anyway. They, you know, they went to two against the Giants and lost, and they hadn't won a Super Bowl since the mid-2000s. And, you know, this sort of thing, and it's like, people forget, like, Mahomes is still, like, young. Like, there's a very good chance that he gets to that way. I'm not saying he will. Maybe he doesn't. But we've seen instances where Mahomes is screaming at offensive coordinators. He's yelling at linemen. You know, he's he's got his fair share of off-the-field things that people pay attention to. And it's like, you know, like, Brady wasn't, you know, nobody was talking about Brady in 2005 as being this fucking basket case that was screaming at everybody and, 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 you know, and the negative side of an ultra competitive player, you know, that didn't come until years later when he was winning. Yeah. I, don't I, know. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes is very talented and I, I wish for him to have a very successful and long career. I just think that, I just I find it very funny that the world is so quick to, you know, jump on the bandwagon of a player like a Patrick Mahomes and, you know, be like, oh, no, 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 no. We're doing the same thing that we hated the fans that, you know, did it with Brady. It You know, we're doing the same thing, but it's not the same thing because it's not Brady. And I think the, the frustrating part from a fan of the – NFL is that with Brady, it was just Patriots fans. It was only Patriots fans that were riding his dick. There are NFL fans that ride Patrick Mahomes' dick harder than they ride their own team's dick. And it's just, it's annoying. It's like the the LeBron James thing. It's like, you know, like you've got fucking Phoenix Suns fans in 2010 that are bigger LeBron James fans than they are fucking Phoenix Suns fans. (laughs) Well, it's just like it's just it's like it's like like you can appreciate what the guy does and root for him without being like without like being willing to give up your firstborn for him. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting thing what you're saying, Paul. And like as of like this moment right now, I have no problem and I like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But it's interesting because I, I, the comparison I'm making is we were pretty young when you know Brady and the Patriots won those three Super Bowls and you know they were kind of on top of their game. So I don't really I don't have a strong memory of what you know kind of like the full you know people's opinions were at that time. It was more kind of like after the three Super Bowls. That's when I like come to realize the, the 
you know, the realization of what people's feelings were. I wonder what my feelings would be if the Chiefs continued to be the dominant force they are in another five to six years' time and, you know, winning a Super Bowl or not, but being like a dominant force. Will my opinion change? Will I start to kind of adopt that feeling I had for Brady and the Patriots? You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, no, and I well, I think it goes further than what you're saying because I, really, I don't think the I don't think the real shitting on Brady from non-Patriots fans really started. I mean, I think people were annoyed that Brady was consistently winning and the Patriots were always in the fold, you know. And that's going to happen. You're, people feel that way about the Chiefs. People will feel that way about the Bills. People feel that way about San Francisco, about the Rams. You know, like any team that's winning for more than three years, they're fucking over it. You know, because usually it's usually it's people whose, whose teams suck that get the most mad. Um, but like the thing with the the it wasn't really people didn't really start shitting on him until after he lost the Super Bowls to the Giants, and it was because he was getting he was wearing his emotions on his sleeves on the sidelines, and it's like, well, this guy is playing in two thousand and seven to two thousand and twelve in those five years with guys that weren't there when they won the Super Bowls. Brady was there, and he knows what it takes, and he knows what it means to win. And, like, why is it, like, you know, why is it shame on him for wanting to get back there and do it again? You know, like, it's like like the ultra-competitiveness is frowned upon from Tom Brady's standpoint, but it's, like, it's not frowned upon from other players' standpoint. And I, I just, I don't understand why. I mean, I like you know, like if you want to have a gripe against Tom Brady because of the Deflate Gate thing, fine. That that's where I think a lot stems from. That that's to me where a lot of the hatred for them started was after the different scandals. But the, it happened before the Deflate Gate, and, and before that was Tuck Rule and Spygate. But neither of those are Tom Brady's fault. Yes, you're right. But again, it, it was the the team benefit, and they they kept winning. It, it's just how it played out. Brady was the face of the Patriots, that's why. I understand that, but at the same time, though, it's like you you, you want to hate you're going to hate a guy for something that's like not his fault, and you're going to hate him for winning. Like You hate him for being good, but then, like, you hate Tom Brady for being good. That's what you do. You hate him for being good. You hate him for being the best and constantly winning, but then, you know, those same people that hate Tom Brady turn around and praise someone like Patrick Mahomes for consistently winning and consistently being the best. That happens in every sport. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying, but, like, why does it happen? It's, it's just, I, I, there's, there's really no answer. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you think about it in, in the 90s, if you weren't a Yankees fan, you hated everyone on the Yankees. There's people now that that love the Astro. I mean, it's it just most of the people hate the Yankee fans. No, but but again, I mean, if you weren't a Yankees fan in the late '90s or and through the two, like you didn't like Jeter, that's just how it is. I think most people did like Jeter. I don't think Jeter falls into that same category. I like of Jeter what? because he was a good guy. No, people didn't really like Roger Clemens. I'll give you that one. I think that Tom Brady and LeBron James are similar from the same. Like people, like people hate LeBron James because he constantly made it to the NBA Finals, but forget you know, but and totally neglect the fact that the guy you know used you know two billion dollars of his own fucking money to make a, a school for kids who couldn't afford to go to get an education. You know, like Tom Brady like, donates all this money to charities and stuff like that, and it's like you know, but fuck him because he wins football games. 
And it's like it's just it's just really it's weird. Like I don't understand. I it. do think too, and just just to kind of put it out there, it's all it could also just be a, a, a like a timing thing where Mahomes is coming up in the the social media age, where until Brady went to Tampa, like he just looked like a fucking statue all the time. And then when we saw him in Tampa, like like after they won the their Super Bowl and he's on the you know on the boat all fucking wasted throwing the Lombardi trophy around. I think I think a lot of people kind of loosened up cuz they saw he's not just a fucking robot. Whereas Mahomes' entire career is going to be played out on fucking Instagram. You know what? a robot. He fucking hung out with the Kyle, are you are you in the same room as your microphone? Yeah, right next to the microphone. It's on my fucking head. That's why we can't hear you. <laughs> it's on my goddamn head. Do you hear me better? That's better. That's try better. again. Fuck off. No, try again with what you said, asshole. Oh, you know why I know Brady <laughs> wasn't a statue? Because why? he fucking hung out. He hung out with Grant all the time. Yeah, but you didn't see the behind the scenes of that. We saw how Gronk was, and Brady hung out with him, so they definitely partied a lot. Sure, but the public never saw that. No, 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 no. But you knew. But on the you flip, knew. but on the flip side of it, it, it it's, you know, I know they're two totally different things. But this is like the thing where, like, I, I, you know, like it's the like the world is fine with you know whatever Patrick Mahomes does at this moment in time, the social media thing. So like, you have this standpoint where it's like, okay, fine. Mahomes is coming up in a social media era and people see the person that he is and whatever. Whereas Brady like didn't do those things. But at the same time, you see the, the, the people that Patrick Mahomes associates with and they're the buds of every joke and the world hates them and wants them fucking gone and, you know, make hate comments at his brother and his wife nonstop and can't stand them. And those are the people that, you know, Patrick Mahomes chooses to have his spend his free time with. And I get it. It's his wife. But you know what I mean? But like, you know, the, the, these are the people that Mahomes surrounds himself with, which, you know, regardless of, you know, whatever you have to say, it's a reflection on his his image as a person. But everyone's like, yeah, but that's Mahomes has just got to get out of that. You know, it's not Mahomes dealing with that. You know, that's his brother. It's not Mahomes. And it's like. I don't understand. So like, like, he just like it gets like an out. You know what I mean? But like, on the same token, if some other guy posted, you know, being with toxic people all the time, it would be it would be an, an off the field concern. It's just it's very bizarre. Like it's just like you know, like you see these players, they get like free passes with stuff, and in in the eyes of the fan base, you know, it, it's just it's very bizarre. It's like like from the Tom Brady standpoint, it was like Patriots fans loved him. Everybody else hated him. Whereas, like, from a Patrick Mahomes standpoint, everybody loves him, no matter what. The guy could win four straight Super Bowls and the world backs him. He, they, You know, he could run for president and he would probably get 10% of the votes. It's just very bizarre to me that from a career standpoint, they've done nothing different. They've both been very successful. They've both done things nobody else has done. They've both seen immense amount of success, and they've both dominated the NFL in their early parts of their career. But one came out scathed and ridiculed as the you know the the poster child for for hating 
that guy and the other one came out as you know a world hero and i don't understand why because it's not like patrick mahomes is posting on social media like oh my god i just saved this kitten from a tree you know like it's you know it's it just i don't get it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me and i and again i don't hate patrick mahomes i don't have anything against him i'm tired of hearing about him i would like to hear more about other people you know, like I, I, I hate hearing, you know, I hate seeing a Chiefs game where Patrick Mahomes, you know, has 60 percent completion, throws for 287 and two touchdowns. And, you know, that's all they talk about. But they don't talk about the fucking, you know, linebacker that had 15 tackles. They don't talk about the fucking, you know, they don't talk about the, the, the third string receiver that had four catches for, you know, 77 yards and one of those touchdowns. Like, I just, I get annoyed by that, but I don't hate the guy. It's just, it's very interesting to me how that dynamic works. And you do, you see it in all sports, but it's just, it's very, like, t- the, the way it's, like, unfolding with Mahomes is it feels like, like, Mahomes could win. Mahomes could go to the Super Bowl every year for 10 straight years starting this season, and people still wouldn't be upset about it. Like, they would be like, oh, good, I'm, ha- I'm happy for him. He keeps winning. He should, he deserves it. But if Brady goes to this Super Bowl, it, it, it people will hate it. It's just very, it's very weird. Very weird to me how NFL fans like pick and pick and prod at the people that like we're gonna anoint this this kid as the savior of you know the next coming of Jesus Christ, and we're gonna anoint this one as an asshole, and then we're gonna stick to that forever. And it's not just Tom Brady. You see with other players. There's other players that, like, don't get their, you know, that, like, people just hate. Like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a perfect example. You know, look, that, that, there you go. That, the, Lamar Jackson is the Tom Brady of this era, and Patrick Mahomes is the Peyton Manning. Hmm. In terms of, like, like, loving versus hating. Ravens fans love Lamar Jackson. Everybody else hates him. This, whatever the reason is. Patrick Mahomes, everybody loves, even fucking Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers fans <laughs> would, would gladly invite him to Thanksgiving dinner and name their firstborn Patrick. And that's the way it was in the early 2000s. You know, I mean, you know, somebody would step on Tom Brady's throat to clean their boots, but then that same fucking, you know, Houston Texans fan would invite Peyton Manning over for fucking, you know, drinks and be like, you know, I really think it'd be nice if you had your own room. <laughs> it's just, it's very bizarre how we do that. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Shut up, Kendall. All right. You didn't say that. <laughs> Bullshit. That's What, Kyle? Did you need a better microphone? Are we doing the cookie draft? He said, are we doing the cookie draft? Uh, oh, sure. This fucking thing killing my dick. I'll take the phone off your head. Are you still there? Here, man. I'm here. Take the phone off your head. It's not on my head. It's my magnet into my head. It's a magnet weird. 
Whatever it is, you don't sound good. Yeah, I know. Okay, I know. All right, let me pull up the randomizer. I really hate when you're like walking through like a random field and like all the Pokemon are like level nine and then you randomly stumble onto like a level and it just fucking. Hey, Massey. Mass, Paul, Kyle, Mock. Massey, on Discord, can you, um, I know you can kind of, you can go live, but can you show us um, in, in real time recording the draft or, or not really? Yeah, I mean, you guys would have to watch the actual thing, but yes, I can show it too. I mean, it doesn't matter. I was just curious. Um, I don't know if that here. impacted people. So just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm here. No, no, I just mean like as far as like, uh, so Matt, what what do I have to do? Just watch stream? Yeah. This, this is where I really struggle with this game. What? What's that? Every Pokemon game. It's like I want to keep the new Pokemon in my party so I can evolve them and see what they look like and if I want to keep them. But then what I fucking, you play? But then I come across a fucking Gastly and it's like, well, I need to have Gengar. So fuck <laughs> yeah. being the new evolved form of this Wooper, I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, I caught this cool little electric puppy. Let's see what this thing does. And it's like, oh, cool, a Flaffy. Fuck you, electric puppy. You haven't earned my respect yet. I don't know anything about you. It's very funny. Yeah, like, I want to see what this Wooper evolves into, this regional form of Wooper, but I just caught a fucking level 18, you know, fucking Fampy, and, you know, Fampy is just a fucking... What game are you playing? It's just a goat. It's a goat Pokemon. Paul. What? Which Pokemon? Which Pokemon? What game are you playing? Uh, Scarlet. Good man. Yeah, I just think it's still how the Pokemon evolved. It's like, I was talking to Mock about it, and it was like, you know, Pokemon Red comes out, and you're like, I've traveled the entire region catching every Pokemon I come across and winning every battle I've ever faced. I've made it through the final, or the Elite Four, and proved myself as a Pokemon master, and I will use this one-of-a-kind special Pokeball to catch this one-of-a-kind legendary Pokemon that I have spent, you know, 400 hours playing this game to catch. And it's like, fast forward to Pokemon Scarlet. Hey, dude, I just found a legendary passed out on a beach. I'm going to ride it like a scooter. <laughs> I mean... It's just fucking evolved. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just like... All right, Kendall. Okay. Let him win a roll pick. All right, so I just wanted to preface how we chose this. Uh, Kyle kind of brought this up in our our group chat about uh, cookies Wait, and. Can I you real quick? Yes, Massey, I wanted to say something to you that only you would understand. Okay. Uh, Morrowind over Skyrim all the time. You know, I would have understood that. You didn't play Morrowind, and I don't know I that I agree. I Morrowind was sick. Skyrim is also fucking awesome. Morrowind's a lot of fun, but I think I spent more hours in Skyrim. I have, I have a disgusting number of hours in Skyrim. Oh yeah. If they came out with Morrowind with like the same, like if they came out with them side by side at the same time, like Morrowind would like um, Morrowind would blow it out. Skyrim nostalgia maybe, but I don't know. Skyrim has more. Alright. Back to the cookies. Kendall, go ahead and explain yourself. 
Okay, so I mean, we probably have done this trap before. Real quick, I wanted to say something to Mock that only he would understand. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, it's possible we've done this trap before, but it doesn't matter. Um, Kyle came in with our um, Fig Newton debate, and uh, it kind of spawned into what this is, and um, we're going to do a perhaps revisit of the cookie draft. So I was fortunate enough to get the first overall pick. Um, Have we done this before? I don't know. I, 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 I may be wrong. I just know we've done a ton of drafts. Um, but what I'm taking with my first overall pick, and, and it's my personal favorite Wait, cookie. Hold on. <coughs> I was going to try to pee in silence, but you just jumped the gun. we got to set some parameters here for a specific draft. Like nope, this. that's fine. That's fine. That's my bad. You guys are getting a flush on air. Um, All right, Kyle. So are we, like, are we are we taking individual, like, cookies of specific brands? So, like, if you take the Oreo, can I take the double-stuffed Oreo? I or, uh, I think brands. I would say yes because I'm just thinking like if you take Oreo you're eliminating an entire like thing of the cookie. Yes, Plus, I mean I don't have a problem with it. I think that's fine. Specific. I say specific. So here's here's a pitch I'm going to make and feel free to shoot it down. Um, I think you can do different flavors, but I think stuff that's like just more upon the original like. Double chocolate chips or shit like that don't count. If you get Chips Ahoy, you get the original Chips Ahoy flavor. So, like, but like, what about like Chewy Chips Ahoy? It's the same cookie, it's just softer, but it's a different cookie. I would say that that's exempt. I'd, I'd say that's a separate thing. So, because and double stuff are the same thing. Yes. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. We can disagree. I think, I think Mass, I'll, 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 I'll amend what you're saying. I think if you take things like, if you take the Oreo, someone can't come in and say, I'm going to take the mini Oreos. <laughs> Which is something Kendall would do. What? Yes, you would, Kendall. No yes, way. We'll look at it as, we'll look at it as we go on. But I think we should stick with that for now. Go ahead, Kendall. <laughs> waste your first pick. Okay, well, I disagree about the waste of the first pick, but uh, my personal favorite cookie um, is the Peggy Lawton Choco Chip Cookie. I'm sure you have seen it perhaps in convenience marts and small, you know, dive type restaurants. It's the cookie wrapped, three cookies wrapped in plastic, Choco Chip. It's very good. It's my favorite cookie. And, uh, and you lost the draft, but Nope, that's BS. You guys are attacking me just because of one dislike and a completely discounting for a cookie that is good. So screw yourselves. You could have let that fall to the fifth round and nobody would have taken it. Well, that's you know what? I got my favorite so, cookie, and that's all that it was, matters. It was more so it was more so a waste pick because you could have just waited on it. Doesn't matter. I think that cookie is better than what it's perceived to be by others. By Ooh. what, Ken? Really by flavor and quality. It's a crunchy cookie, and it's a good chocolate chip cookie. I mean, you guys are making it seem like it's made of fucking cardboard. Like, I mean, it's a cookie. People know what it is. Like, I mean, it's like it's like you guys are making it seem like I made it out of grass. In a, I don't get it. I'm just saying it was a weight. It's just there's no reason to hate on this cookie. Uh, listen. I'm not hating on the cookie. I'm hating on the bacon. That's fair, and I can respect that. I don't hate Ryan Leaf. I just hate that he's drafted second. 
torn between two here. <sighs> Massey's going to take my cookie. I'm so pissed. I think I'm going to take the double stuffed. Oh, thank God. Are you going to take the other one? I don't know what the other one is. I just I feel oh, like man. take it to be this, you. This is like my favorite part of every draft where everything Massey picks. Like, Are you taking the other one? <laughs> Massey, I don't know what the other one is. I'm taking what I perceive to be the goat and it's the golden Oreo. Oh, man, that's a bummer. The golden Oreo is the goat cookie. I fucking love those. I eat endless amounts of those cookies. Man, that sucks. Well, uh, I'm going to go with the Chips Ahoy, the original. You know what's even funnier? That not only did Kendall waste his pick, but then Kyle didn't take Fig Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if I came and took pick, like, Fig Newton? I, I can't even. It, it's my pick, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't even believe Fig Newtons fell. I'm uh, in. I love the Fig Newton, but the Golden Oreo is king. Golden Oreos are so good. Knock, and, knock to back. and I just want to make a comment. The guy who brought up Fig Newton in the first place that kind of spawned this entire thing from being in a group chat to being on our podcast tonight, didn't take it, is just mind-boggling to me. Oh, I thought it was going to in the second round. <laughs> in fairness, just because he likes Fig Newton. back-to-back. I just love his reasoning. <laughs> well, it also, in fairness, he said Fig Newtons were great. He didn't say they were better than Chips Ahoy. Listen, that's fine. It's just... It's just Abusing. Back to back. All right. Uh, with my second selection, don't do it, taking the uh, Toll House Fudge Stripe cookies. Thank you. Thank you. Paul, don't do it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Kyle, you're standing in between me and my 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 perfect one-two punch myself. Taking the nutter butter. Good pick. Paul, please don't do it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm, it's I'm like keep, my favorite thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm driving it up for you, Ma. I'm keeping the train rolling on my themes. Give me the Nilla wafer. Ah, oh, thank God. Sick pick. It's a good pick. The Nilla wafer so good. Uh, I'm going to take... Uh, I feel like I'm going to get shit for this, or I'm going to get huge praise for this. I'm taking the samosas. The what? The Girl Scout cookies. Samoas, sorry. He's taking the salmonella cookie. Samoas. I'm the one that makes it taste like you have a spider in your mouth. <laughs> I was gonna say because <laughs> Kendall's, Kendall's, Kendall's definitely taking mimosas now. Nice. Y'all oh. take the Bloody Mary cookie here. Um, I will take uh, the Malamar. Gross. Oh, I what the Malamar is awesome. I will say I the Malamar. I will say this though. It's it's very funny. The Malamar is like the only vessel in which I can consume a marshmallow. I just don't yeah. like the chocolate on it. Really? That's fair. It's yeah. that's, the Malamar cookie has like that weird like anthrax powder on it. <laughs> which I can never figure out. It probably just is. Okay. Now I need a ruling on this pick. Um no. for well no, just for a specificity. Um, I wanted to draft like the supermarket fresh bake chocolate chip cookie. So what do I, I have to do? Saying. What do I have I'll to do? To do supermarket that? cookie. You got to pick the specific store. Okay, so we got to no, do. Uh, I'm fine with the supermarket cookie. No, got to be the specific store. They all hit. They hit differently. Okay, so I mean, Here I got to be honest. Shoprite Bakery. 
Well, no, I mean, so I, I grew up on the stop and shop variety. Now I've, I've experienced them all in our area. Um, then you're making the wrong pick if you're going stop and shop. Well, no, no, no. But so I'm saying is that that would be the cookie that kind of like got me into the genre. Um, but I, as time went on, I, I I think if I had to pick a favorite, it's going to be the bougie big Y cookie. I don't, I don't know what that is. It's it's just the chocolate chip cookie that comes from the supermarket. Oh man. But like the big well, Y band. Got you. You said bougie. I was like, what? Well, I think big Y is definitely bougie. <laughs> That's mean, fair. It's just a store. Listen, it is what it is. I mean, I it's think not, it's... It's not like fucking Whole Foods. Well, it's it's kind of like the in-between. I mean, they have a freaking bell as you leave. I mean, what does that tell you? They actually don't have that anymore. Why? Is it like a ship's crashing into the shore? I mean, what's the deal? Uh, COVID. They didn't want people touching it. See that... <sighs> See, that's not that's not fun. Way to go, Kendall. If you didn't fuck that bat, we still would have had the bell. Yeah, I know. I mean, so funny. If I had known. If you had right. known. So who's next? I am. Um, I think I'm going to take the Milano cookies. Gross. I do like the cookie. I just don't like it. I I understand that there's like a huge culture behind it. I, I just can't get my head around it. I don't know why. I never liked them either, Paul. It's just, it's very weird to me. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. It's like a poor man's Nutella sandwich. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking of a, a grocery store type cookie until Kendall brought it up. Uh, I'm going to take what I think is the go of the, of the shopping, uh, supermarket chocolate chip cookie um, give me the bj's chocolate chip cookies all right Kyle? my turn those fucking cookies I, are always soft can i take the insomnia m&m cookie the insomnia m&m cookie yeah you guys know what I, that place is yeah insomnia yes cookie. i know insomnia cookie i don't <sighs> If I, can't, I guess we fun. have to. I have. I guess we have to allow because we allow a grocery store. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's a fine. The, pick. The, the restaurant is based solely on like that, so it's not like it comes like yeah, I'm taking the chilies. Um, <laughs> I'm taking cookies. I'm taking cookie plus. The Shein cookies weren't bad. The Shein cookies. <laughs> Mock back to back. All right. Um. So I'm going to take, I don't know how the room feels about them, but I'm going to take the uh, Pate's chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I am I, a fan. That's a good cookie. Those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my next pick is going to be the Subway white chocolate or white chocolate macadamia nut cookie. Miss me on that. Oh, I love those. I like the, the Subway salami white cookie. Taking the famous Amos. Did I spell Pates right? Pate? Tate. P-A-T-E? T-A-T-E. Tate. P-E-Y-T-O-N Manning cookie. Oh, come on, Kyle. Don't, 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 do it. don't do it to me, Kyle. I just said mine. Oh, what'd you take? I take the I took the famous Amos. 
the famous famous chocolate chip, the small ones. Yeah. Nice. Uh, go ahead and give me the little Debbie oatmeal cream pie. Is that a cookie? Is that a cookie? Yes. It's two it's, oatmeal. It's two it's oatmeal cookie. cookies with cream in the middle. If we're taking Milano, we're taking this. If it's found in the aisle, it counts. I'll take the goldfish cookies. I don't think we can really go with that, Kendall, because you don't find the BJ's chocolate chip cookies in the cookie aisle. Well, what the meaning being is that if it's found with all the Nabisco and type products, you know. The reason I think it counts is because the description of it is fluffy cream sandwiched between two chewy oatmeal cookies. Good enough. Um, like an Oreo. An Oreo is really just two cookies. I mean, that's true. I did hear somebody one time say that if you take the cream out and you're just with the Oreo part, they're called crackers, and that made me really mad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got real mad when Oreos being called crackers. Massey's going to take the off-brand Oreo that's in the Lunchables box. Off-brand Oreo. What would those be? Hydrox? Bingo. Are they? Actually, I don't I'm know not for sure. 100% sure, but I think Hydrox was the name of the bad guy, or the uh, the sidekick in Osmosis Jones. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, that like was that. the sidekick. Yeah, you said the sidekick yeah. was Drex. Yeah, Hydrix. It Is it Hydrix? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what the fuck you're talking about. Anyways, Master, your pick. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by googling Ozzy and Drex. Um. I think I'm going to take the Biscoff cookies. Nice. The Eric Bischoff cookies. Have you ever had the Biscoff butter? Yes. Oh, my God. So I am an ignoramus. What is that? Biscoff. It's like it's like a fancy <laughs> cookie. It's, Kendall, have you ever been on a plane? I don't know if you have or not. I have, but I mean, that doesn't matter. I'll tell you something. Kendall's the perfect person to ask that to because he's the most uncultured swine we know. Yeah, is the, is, is, is the plane that goes in the here. water? What is that? The plane is the thing that gets you places faster than trains. Here, I put it in general chat so you can see what it is. And, it, and it's better in all facets. So wait, is the plane, is that is that what you like draw the line on? Is that is that X or Y axis? All right, Kendall, you have two back-to-back picks, please. You don't want to take the acute triangle? Yeah, Kendall's I'll take the acute take, triangle. Kendall's going to take the Oreo <laughs> mint fins. Oh, my God. All right. Um, I will take uh, the Chessman from the Pepperidge Farm uh, Corp. Corp. There. The shortbread cookie. Yep. Good pick. Thank you. I like shortbread cookies. Yeah. You're pretty good. And then, of course, I can't get back to this. Messi, how do I get back? So I went to the um, the main chat, and I see what you sent me, and then... You the, should just be able to click on my name again and then click watch stream. It blocks it out. I mean, can you really not remember what was taken? I always just wanted to watch. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I don't have Kendall, to watch you it. can click the pictures like that are up right now, and it should bring up all four. Okay, I brought it back. Okay. All right. Um... 45 to 7 with 341 left in the third quarter. It's 45 wow. now? Nail biter. <laughs> yeah, the Peach Bowl was the 
I gotta tell you, I'm like pretty bummed because there's like a bunch of cookies I want to take, but I won't take them because I know nobody else will. But like, I just feel bad not saying them. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I know I'm gonna get yelled at for the next what are you one. I take. You doing? You're gonna take this... the, the edamame. <laughs> but bullied out of liking those too. The wasabi chips ahoy. Oh, oh my god. god. All right. Um, I th- unless you guys can help me out, I don't know the name off the top of my head. Um, it's Keebler. Uh, they make it's like a. It almost looks like it's a chocolate cookie. It almost like the size of like a Domino almost. Um, I gotta look at So it's like it's just it's just chocolate wrapped, but it, otherwise inside is just kind of like a regular cookie. It's it's like the same like like the fudge stripe would be, but it's just like a or like a rummy tile. Hold on. Like the fudge sticks? No, it, it's it's not like a it's not like a wafer. Unlike a wafer, uh, fudge sticks, um, graham cookies. Oh, maybe is that what it uh, is? is it deluxe grams? Is it this? Oh, let me see. Oh, he's talking about the grasshoppers. Grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Deluxe Graham. And also two cookies no one's ever heard of. Oh, the Deluxe Grams are awesome. Hey, I'm taking a piss. I'll be back. I'm going to go. Does he use the pee bucket at his house? Yes. I think Aaron, he, he records upstairs, so he just he just pees in the sink in the kitchen. <laughs> right I'm with the dishwasher? Very basic one. I, I think we're just gonna take the graham cracker. Wait, are we including crackers? Into no, this? I I gotta say that that's not a cookie. Because he's in the aisle. Here's the deal. No, if we're doing crackers in this, we need to start this draft over. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta I gotta veto the graham cracker. It's a cracker, man. If we're taking graham cracker, then fucking cheese its are coming off the board quick. <laughs> All right. Um, Fifty-two to seven, by the way. Jesus Christ! Okay, so we want to do a cracker draft. Cracker draft next. I got crackers on deck. Did we already ah. do a cracker draft? Yes. Wow. You know what's really weird though? Why is Cracker Jack not a cracker? Because it's a popcorn. Is popcorn considered a chip? Uh no. No, it's considered popcorn. Is animal crackers considered a cookie? You're cra- saying the word cracker. I know. <laughs> I love animal cookies. <laughs> I've heard them actually called that before. Uh fuck. I don't like they make they make frosted animal crackers and like there's just like it's such a cookie, it's not even funny, but it says cracker in the name. Don't slap hard. <laughs> I what, about Teddy, what about Teddy Grahams? They're a cracker, man. Well, hold on. I'm so pissed that I had to put Fampy in my fucking box. I'm making the pitch for Teddy Grahams. I think that's also a cracker. Nah, you Did know I... what? I'll give it to you. I think it's a cookie. Which All one right. are you taking? The chocolate ones. Oh. 
Those are so bad. I no. enjoy the chocolates. Here's the thing. Do I double? So, do, here's, do I... here's what a Google search comes up. Uh-oh. Teddy Grahams. Brand of bear-shaped graham cracker snacks. All right, man. Then I guess I don't get those. Um... I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. I'm just going with the first thing that pops into my mind. I'll go with wafer cookies. A wafer. I'm just picking uh, a dick. Paul, you know what you're taking? Who? Kyle. Yeah, I know who I'm, I know what I'm taking. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what it is? Because I think Are I you... just. Is it? Right, I'll send you a text. Well, I'm What's just the matter? It's between the two of you. Yeah, it's just you and me. I'm not going to take this item because I don't want it, but like, I was looking up like like things that aren't crackers but are cookies because I was curious. And those like those frosted animal crackers, like the brand is called Mother's, and they're called frosted animal cookies. I, I, I think I should get first dibs on that because I asked about animal crackers. Ooh. Nope. We can't travel back in time. We can only look to the future. Ah, that was you, way deeper than you thought it was going to be. You give me ten bucks, I'll I'll defend you, Mass. Here's the thing: do I do I want to mock? Do I want to double down on the golden Oreo? Are you going with the double stuffed golden Oreo? <laughs> nah, it, I tell you what, the golden golden Oreo thins are pretty good. I'm not no. I'm not really in on the thins. So I was thinking about taking uh, what you call it. Um, Oh fuck! Now I'm blanking on the name. That's a candy. That's a candy. I was thinking about taking the the, the what is it like the Vienna fingers? Was that what yeah. But I don't know if I want to double down on those. Hey, you know what cookie I'm glad hasn't been taken, and I hope it never is. Are those fucking awful holiday themed Pillsbury cookies? Those are fucking trash. <laughs> the was uh, like a sugar cookie with like a stamp in the middle. Just so they're off. Those those combined with the frosted fucking fluffy sugar cookies, those can go rotten hell. The frosted sugar ones, like the Pillsbury ones, I, I can get down with. I'm talking about like the ones that like the the stores make. I don't know. Know. With like the the shitty frosting on top. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, like the the fucking with like the sprinkles. And yeah, it's a those real suck. thick layer. Those are fucking awful. But like the like the Pillsbury ones, you know, like the. Tube the uh, roll of uh, dough, yeah, and they stamp like a fucking pumpkin face in the middle. No, those are, I also hate. Those those are the two things I was saying. Yeah, I can get down with those. I have a request. I'd like to submit a pick change after the draft is over if it doesn't get picked because I was rushed. You weren't rushed. You picked fourteen crackers. <laughs> I'll take the cheese it here. <laughs> I'm gonna take. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take the Royal Danks. Royal Dansk. In the blue tin? Yeah, the butter cookies in the blue tin. Yeah, those are prime. Pick. Those, those, those fucking slap. Those are way better than the Chessman. Oh, sorry. The tin you chose is sewing utensils. <laughs> well, wait, what I is mean, I think they're pretty Whatever. evil. It still smells like them. <laughs> what is this? I'm taking the Thin Mint. Hold oh, on, hold on. God, you hold should on. be arrested. You know the... I like those. 
I don't care what you say. You like you hate everything mint. Yeah. Yeah, Kendall, you picked fucking salty cookies number one overall. Yeah, I brushed my no teeth with sa- barbecue sauce. <laughs> I mean, Kendall, you you picked a cookie that's so bad they had to put salt on the cookie to make it like good. You know, I am attacked just constantly. I have somebody. You should guys should come over for a cookie day, and we'll have the salty cookies together. It'll be real nice. I'll make sure to bring any other cookie that I have. Real so nice. I gotta drive to Milford to eat a fucking cookie. I'll meet you at the rest stop halfway. How about instead we all which get to- rest stop? We all get together at Mox in North Haven, and we eat fig newtons while we like watch football together. And Kendall can just eat his sh- salty cookies with Handy and Jeff. Yeah, enjoy your See? you know you know fly wings and couch cushions. Massey, it's not the Oreo Thin Mint. It's just the Thin Mint from the Girl Scout cookies. Oh, Girl Scout Thin Mint. No, that sounded mint. to me like Kendall was insulting the food I give you guys when you come to my house. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, you know, Mark, you know what it is? You know what it is, Mark? It, it's because it doesn't come in a microwave-safe tub. <laughs> That's a Lloyd's reference Mark, that I don't care for. Uh, hey, Mass, you I should, have you, one pick. Mass, you can put there no. Crest White Strips for Kyle's pick. That's that's not the same thing, man. Do I have one pick or two? You have one. All right. My phone froze. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. That's weird. My audio. I'm going to close out by taking... uh, the, The peanut butter cookie. Which one? I mean, uh, that's right. I forgot I had to be specific. Yes. Um, this isn't just cookie flavors. I'll take the, the Sally Fields. Sally Field, nice pick. I missed it. It's probably the grandma cookie didn't get taken. Those grandma cookies are pretty good. All right, Matt, so let's hear your pick. It was actually going to be the grandma cookie. <laughs> But Kyle said it, so now I can't take it. I don't care. Take it. I don't give a shit. But yeah, which, which one? I was going to just take the uh, original flavor. The chocolate chips? No, it's, I think it's a peanut butter one. Oh, all right. I don't know. I, the green one's oatmeal raisin slaps pretty hard. Oatmeal raisin. I don't like, a, I don't like oatmeal raisin. You? If I had a hundred guesses, I would have never thought Kyle would say that. <laughs> I'm really glad that nobody took those fucking fairy cookies from Pepperidge Farm. Those are all Dunkaroos. You guys remember those? Yeah, they're not that good. I don't know why they're, they're not. They're not good. I, they were good when we were seven. Yeah, but so was like fucking Hey Arnold. That show sucks. Actually, you know what so sucks? The Powder Puff Girls. Remember that night? So there's a couple what? cookies. What? When we, when we watched the Powder Puff Girls at your house? How Yeah, we watched it at your house. So there's a couple of cookies bacon that I think deserve some, some honorable mentions. Uh, just like the Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookie. I mean, it's a classic. I understand why it wasn't taken, but it's a classic cookie, along with the regular Oreo. Um, I'm su- I am surprised that nobody took the uh, Pillsbury sugar cookies. Um, I'm you want to sur- know what's funny? I I went through this whole draft thinking the regular Oreo was taken. That's funny. I also did that. 
Because <laughs> I would have taken it. That's so funny. Um, also, uh, I'm also surprised nobody took those like mini uh, Entiment chocolate chip cookies. Entiments. I thought about it. But... Oh, yeah. Massey uh, thought about it, but he wanted more cracker-based cookie <laughs> snacks. I did. I'm surprised nobody took the uh, the rainbow Keebler M&M cookies. I set our dorm room on fire with those. Um, yeah, you did. How so? He put, him on, a, uh, he put him on a loose paper towel. Hilarious. I thought about taking the Shan High School's M&M cookies. Those were pretty fire. <laughs> I have a question. Is the um, the Pirouette considered a cookie? I don't um, know what that is. That's like that stick in the tin, the Pepperidge Farm tin. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a cookie straw. Like a wafer. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess it's. A I would count it as a cookie. Yeah, I'd count it as a cookie. Um, I'm surprised nobody took the uh, uh, birthday cake Oreo. I'm, I'm an Oreo purist. I like like occasionally other flavors, but Oreo is still the best. Surprised Kendall didn't take Belvita. <laughs> is that considered a cookie? I'm pretty sure it's a cookie. Belvita. I would. That's a cracker. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a cookie. Terrible. If anything, it'd be a biscuit, but it, like biscuits and cookies. Are the I same. think it's a biscuit. It's the same thing. Biscuit. Yeah, uh, biscuit. I'm took the Velveeta cracker. Just <laughs> cheese. Uh, my my personal honorable mention that I didn't take because I knew nobody was going to take it, but I could eat an endless supply of these. Are the Girl Scout lemonades? Um, I've never actually had them. They're so fu- It's just a vanilla cookie with like a lemon like cream, and it's so fucking good. Sounds pretty good. Lemon is I'm so all set on that. Huh? I'm all set on that. Oh, lemon is so good. It's so refreshing. Oh, remember when we bought the s'mores cookies from the Girl Scouts? Yeah, those were awful. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. It's a, have you guys... Um, I, I don't know how far down the Tate's rabbit hole you guys have gone. They uh, have a blueberry cookie that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I've I've been pretty far down because when I was living at Kendall's house, Kendall's mom's a big Tate's person. Those are so good. They also make a lemon cookie that's really good. I've got a guy. Oh man, I just thought of one I forgot about. What'd you get? What is it? A Snickerdoodle. Yeah, that's a good cookie. Yeah, but like I don't think you could have taken it. Is there a mass-produced like maker of that? Yeah, I I can't. I would have googled one. That's true, I guess. Crenshaw's. I remember the guy that hates blueberries but loves them in everything. That's how yeah. I feel. That's, my- that's, a, that's how I feel about strawberries. Like, I can't eat regular strawberries, but like strawberry ice cream, strawberry jam, oh, strawberry jelly. Yeah. All, all day, every day. I'll eat all of it, but regular it strawberry, really- fucking miss me with that. My <laughs> thing with blue, I don't like the texture of blueberries. I like how they taste. You don't like that Isn't blueberry flavored sensation? Max and blueberry muffin guy loves them. Oh, those are those are fucking killer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's our draft. <laughs> trying to think what cookies I have. You had golden Oreo, no wafer, BJ's chocolate chip, little Debbie, and ten cookies. I mean, in the pantry. Uh, yeah, I also really want cookies. I'm good. I'm ready to go take a shower and go to bed. I think um, 
I'm pretty sure I'm going to stop at the grocery store first thing in the morning and buy a pack of golden oranges all day. I, I tell you, I really thought golden Oreos was going to get to me. Golden Oreos, golden Oreos was not getting past me. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know Paul was a fan. Oh, it's it's it is the goat cookie in my opinion. It's I love them. It is perfect. I love them. Hey, did you guys know that Doritos started making like a like like mini Doritos in like a Pringles can? No, nope, not a fan of that. <laughs> take a picture. I just opened up the thing. How do I take a picture of this fucking thing? You click the plus button. Plus camera. Oh, that's my shaft. <laughs> oh, porn. Oh, porn. Me. Can get that too. It's funny every time. Uh, I'm gonna send it. All right. Uh, you guys can start doing beer reviews. Really? I had a bush. It was a bush. Not a bad juice. I had the two juicy, and it was very juicy. It tasted great. Made me hungry. Tasted great, made me hungry. I can dig it. Um, I actually didn't have a beer tonight. I didn't do it in the reviews. I didn't, I didn't have a beer tonight. I didn't have time to get to the store today. I was dealing with a flat tire situation all day. That's a bummer with your car. Yeah, I woke up this morning and it was just fucking sitting on the rim. Kind of fun. Yeah. That's what it is. You do what you well, got. Nice penis you got there. Thanks, man. You like how it's red? Took years of work in the sun to get that way. <laughs> Done with that. Man. Oh. Hub of mini chips in here. Sweet. Uh, oh, Kendall, how was your beer? So I began with the uh, Mock, how was your beer? Excellent <laughs> Kendall, go ahead I had the uh, limited edition Standish Imperial Stout That's Standish um, From uh, Mayflower Brewing Company Of Plymouth, Mass It was brewed May 2015 Packaged on September of 2015 uh, 100 barrels uh, done uh, This was very good uh, this was, you know, I, I had called Paul before the show asking him if I could dive into some uh, of the, you know, the beers that made it back to my house. And uh, I hadn't had like a stout in a long time and this really kind of like hit the spot. Um, had the, the kind of like the, the, the kind of like a chocolatey, fruity type, you know, taste. Um, very, you know, malty. Um, this kind of. It listed here as 9%. I don't know if it really ages. I mean, Paul could probably speak on it better than I can. I don't know if it's that style of stout similar to, like, um, what, you know, the Goose Island product would be, or, or if it just kind of stays safe at 9%. But I would definitely drink this beer again. Uh, so I give this a, uh, we'll call it a, a 4.7 out of 5. And I followed up with a... Libation, what? Nothing. Just talking shit, huh? Um, libation from Outer Light of uh, Groton, Connecticut. What's listed here is it's libation propaganda coffee stout. Uh, what's listed here it says a uh, black malt mellows out with textbooks of stout dryness, caramel and toffee notes shine through. Chocolate malt is supplemented by locally roasted coffee. 
unfortunately, I didn't get any of that. Now, I don't know if just because the beer is too old and it didn't really, you know, age well or whatever, if it wasn't meant to be aged. Um, th- this was kind of just a very regular style. I mean, it could be anything. It could be just it wasn't meant to be or just the beer wasn't that good. It's tough to know without having any, like, pre-other, you know, experience with it. So this would probably be only be like a, a 1.7 out of five, uh, would not get again, and I closed out with some PBRs. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. We would need to like hire an intern to go through the logs. But is that exactly the first time Kendall ever said he would not get it again? Yes, that's not true. There's been there's been beers that I haven't. Look, is that a drinkable beer? Of course it is. Of course it is. You give me a beer like. What's the saying go? My favorite beer, first favorite beer is cold. The second is free. However, the, the saying around, goes, whatever, whatever it is, I I live and breathe that, you know, entirely. Um, However, like, there are beers I wouldn't go out of my way for. Like, if, if something like if I open up like you know the trunk of my car and there's like, oh, awesome, there's beer in here, great. It's made with piss, even better. It's just like it, it wouldn't. You know, I, I have like some semblance of, you know, a taste, you know, despite, you know, everything you think you might know about me. I do have like some, you know, good things to say, but um, wouldn't get it again. Uh, I didn't have a beer, but I'm ending the show on a real goat move right now. You know those little uh, plastic containers that they do, like, the mini Chips Ahoy in? Yes. Yeah, just the milk straight in and eat it with a spoon. Cookie crisp. Kyle, give us a good cookie crisp. Uh, Kyle, how was your beer? No. Very sad. Oh, sorry. Hey, Mock, where can they find us? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with the Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's confusing cookies and crackers or wasting your pick on a shit cookie. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Um, you guys uh, have anything else? Yeah, nothing. All right. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but it'll be something. And until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. It's New. So, the master's up, passing. <laughs> and the... Mask. What? Go ahead. No, I didn't think you heard me. Go ahead. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Inwashable. No. So quiet. The Mask Chris Massey. And the Red of Red Baron, who is a frozen pizza. Yeah.